For Friday, February 5, the 36th day of 2021. There are 329 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we get you ready for Super Bowl 55 weekend. We'll have that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. So happy it's Friday. You're happy that it's wow. Friday. Uh, you are a big fan of, uh, you like cheese. Oh, I love Various it. types of yeah. cheeses, uh, lots of unique types of cheeses. Uh, where does Parmesan rank on your list of favorite cheeses? Is it anywhere in the top three or four? Uh, no, probably five or six. No, would, is mozzarella in there? Or, yeah, uh, mozzarella is going to so be higher. Parmesan, we're, there's about to be a Parmesan cheese shortage, and prices are going to supposedly skyrocket because Parmesan takes longer than other cheeses to age due to increased production costs in April, May, and June of last year. It takes 10 months to age, which means those production costs are passed along to us at the grocery store. In the next, in the coming months. So don't be surprised if your Parmesan cheese is maybe a dollar fifty to two dollars a pound more expensive when you go to buy it. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So maybe just uh, go to the mozzarella instead for a while. I don't know if prices on it are going to skyrocket or not. Or just stick with good old American cheese. She is the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year, Misty Embry Thomas. Hey, here we go. I'm great. Because it's Friday? It's Friday. You got a, had a milestone earlier this week. You've had uh, you've had anniversaries. You've had birth of children. You've passed your test. You ought to be walking a little bit tall. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, did you get your invitation? Did you get your invitation to the prayer breakfast this week in Washington? Uh, they had the uh, annual pr- you didn't get it? I, I, I really felt like this was the year I was going to be the keynote speaker, and again, not even invited. So that was awkward. President Biden spoke at the National Prayer, Prayer Breakfast mm-hmm. earlier this uh, week. He goes way back with the prayer breakfast, uh, and the prayer breakfast goes back several years. It was founded by, started by President Biden's uh, college roommate, Moses. And um, so it's... <laughs> yeah. You know, about midway of the Red Sea, he looked at Biden and said, you know what would be a great idea is when we get to the end of this thing, we do a prayer breakfast in Kentucky. I hope those those chariots don't last. Yes, you know, because I think they should bring it to our capital. (laughs) Breezy with some afternoon sun today. Uh, For the weekend, light rain to snow, maybe late tomorrow night, maybe more off to the north for the snow. Falling temperatures on Sunday. Next week, a wintry mix is possible late Monday into Tuesday. The Arctic air that we were expecting to arrive on late Sunday mm-hmm. has been pushed back to Wednesday or Thursday of next week. And so um, um, we'll just kind of get ready for that. Uh, decreasing clouds today, high of 41. There is a low of 27 for tonight. And partly sunny tomorrow. And 43 is the high for your 
Super Bowl Eve. I guess that's what we'll what we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> President Trump, former President Trump. I'm kind of missing the guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, for five years from the time he announced through the election year, through his presidency, he was a master at creating drama where everybody wanted to know what he was going to do or say next. Right. I mean, he was the master of counter of programming and mm-hmm. counter programming. Mm-hmm. If he didn't want you to have mm-hmm. the attention, he'd figure out a way to get the attention back on him. Yep. And it's just been it's been eerily quiet the last few weeks. And so I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, what are you doing? What, so that, that's that's well, they took his Twitter away, so I can't I know, even get like right? a daily. Like what's happening in Florida? I can't get a daily check in on. So how's it going? Right. What's what's happening? What's how many how many McNuggets right. did you have for lunch today? Barrett, how tall is he? But uh, we did learn that he has rejected the Democrats' request to testify at his impeachment trial that starts on Tuesday. Mm. The request in a letter from the impeachment managers does not require Trump to appear, though the Senate could later force a subpoena, but it does warn that any refusal to testify could be used at trial to support arguments for a conviction. So I think it's going to be a formality. We know how the vote's going to go, and there's no reason for him to go testify. There's, I mean, it really, it won't help his causes any, and it can only, I mean, uh, but back to my point, if the attention has been off of him for a little while, then will there be a part of him saying, yeah, let me in there? And can you imagine what a circus that would be if he walked in? Can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious, yeah. right? right? Like a little bit of me wants to go. Me hmm, too. Show up, man. Show up. We've I mean, not had a good circus in a minute. I was going to say, the, the vote's right. going to go your way. So... They're going to give you an audience. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yeah, it's <laughs> like George it's Costanza. Be I'm back, baby. Yeah. Um, and then we had the vote uh, yesterday, uh, last evening, for Marjorie Taylor, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Green. Yeah, I know, The right? congresswoman mm-hmm. from Georgia. Yep. The chamber's near party line vote of 230 to 199 stripped her, uh, stripped her of her committee's uh, appointments. She was on the education and Labor Committee, as well as the Budget Committee. So really look for the productivity of those two committees to fall <laughs> off uh, with her absence. I, it, does, it does beg the question, what does a defrocked congressperson do? If yeah, you, have we if ever you, had one before? If you have no committee assignments, I mean, I understand what congresspeople do, and they help constituents and, you know, navigate. And they navigate their constituents through government red tape and mm-hmm. da, da, da. But if you take the committee assignments away, does she have a lot more time for Pinterest or can – so I don't – I'm not – I'm not sure. I think uh, I think she has some possibilities to just perform. Trump had there is a, a vacant spot now. <laughs> There's a vacuum, and there yeah. is an audience awaiting someone to <laughs> feed step us. up. Yes, feed, feed us. Yeah, chum in the water. Well, so here's here's what I would like to say to the Pelosiites. Okay, is that what you have shown? Is that if you have a simple majority in the House, you can you can cancel anyone that you want to cancel. Because you just, they say something that you don't like, and then you take a vote and you say, well, you can't be on this committee anymore. Right. And so just bear that in mind in two years when the House flips the other way, then just be prepared to have any of your loony lies and your Pinocchios yeah. that you all are going to get. Because, listen, I, I, to be clear, there are sitting members of Congress who are uttering loony lies and Pinocchios on the House floor. See, she is being criticized for something she did before she became a congressperson. Right. right. You've got people in your party mm-hmm. loony lying on the House floor. Mm-hmm. So just wait till the math swings the other way and just remember this day. I mean, I, I don't know if it would be appropriate, but we could play the song Dig It Up Bones <laughs> when they all are seated for a daily session, right? <laughs> why why play it? Bones. I can just sing it. <laughs> From our old dresser drawer. Right. Oh, I sat here on the table and I talked to it, it till so four. Sad that all three of us know that. <laughs> but you've not chimed in, so we're sad about that. <laughs> 
I'm resurrecting memories <laughs> of a love that's, that's dead and gone. gone. <laughs> Four, okay, let's move on. Four more regional COVID-19 vaccination centers will be opening next week, and local health departments will also be receiving allocations of vaccines soon. The first vaccination center is in Covington. The second regional site is in Bowling Green. It is near Greenwood Mall in uh, what I always call Crappy Kroger. Of the Krogers in Bowling Green, that one is the yeah, worst. Is but because that one is next to the place that got Rain Man. <laughs> if you think about it, Rain Man didn't do any favors for Kmart. It took them a while to collapse after Rain Man when Raymond said Kmart sucks. Yeah. But, all right, so they've got extra room there that I'm thinking might be helping them with matters in that location. But, hey, Scottsville Road. Always easy driving on Scottsville Road. Yeah. Ne- never any traffic jams or, uh, and then those side <laughs> access highways. Brilliant design through there. Yeah, you don't sit light for <laughs> like three I, times. I what could go wrong? I mean, whoever picked this location, spot on. <laughs> spot on, my friend. And um, should be charge of the world. Two more sites. The third partnership is with Murray State University and uh, Callaway Health. The fourth is going to be in Glasgow at uh, TJ Health over there. But Dr. Stack said yesterday the 61 local health departments will also be vaccinating residents. And he said that all the health departments are going to receive. All right. So let's let's focus on this part. All the health departments are going to receive a steady supply of vaccine so they can plan and prepare over the next three weeks. So the week of February 8th, February 15th, and February 22, they're going to receive a stable supply of vaccine in order to do specific community outreach in their specific areas. Now all 120 counties are going to be served through their local health departments. Okay, so here's what I want to know, Dr. Stack. Are you going to take the pile and divide it into 60 months? Because if you are, I like our chances. Because you've got, say, Green River Health that services five counties, and you got Barron River Health that services five counties, and you got Lincoln Trail Health that services five counties. Grayson County Health Department serves one county. So if they'll take the sixty one if they'll take all the doses and fractionalize it into sixty one health departments, that serves more Grayson Countyans than than if we were having to draw from the same well as LaRue County. But we've already been told. Uh, Josh Embry sent out an email that said we're receiving 100 vaccines every week for three weeks. I so like my way of doing I it I like better. your way better as well. And as, so the son, Josh, as the son of an accountant yeah. who understands at least third grade math, uh-huh. I, like, I like a 61th of the pile rather than... As do I. And, 300 and of the total. I'll speak on Josh's behalf when he says, so do I. Mark. He likes my math, too. Yes. You're being counted uh, is better than Dr. Stack's being counted. However. Yeah. It's, I've, never, I've never been punished more as a child than when I broke away from traditional counting and wanted to endorse the Bug, Bugs Bunny School of Accounting. Yeah. Well, and, I appreciate uh, that even I, more. I got back in line right. pretty quick on that deal. I'm the counter. <laughs> the state's positivity rate was 8.37%, making it seven straight days below 9%. 2,500 new cases yesterday, but a high number of fatalities, 58, yeah. were reported to have so died sad. due to COVID-19 yesterday, which is um, a number heard no, a, a higher number than I would have expected. A little more orange all the time, and even a couple of yellows on the positivity map uh, down in Ballard County and way western. I mean, basically mm-hmm. give them to Missouri if we had to. And then, <laughs> I mean, if you all want it, <laughs> it's up for grabs. And then you got, Call me Missouri. Uh, you got uh, Elliott County off to the east, yeah. where it's uh, also in the yellow. COVID cases in Grayson County have rolled over 1,800, so a little bit of a milestone there that you can find out about at uh, k105.com Kentucky lawmakers have advanced a historical racing bill in the general assembly yesterday the measure seeks to fix flaws that led Kentucky Supreme Court to rule that at least some forms of wagering on historical rate horse racing don't meet paramutual wagering standards under state law the bill would insert such operations into the definition of paramutual racing I'm going to throw out a Joe Biden here and say, come on, man. 
Malarkey. <laughs> this is just this is just preposterous. I, I'm not for I'm not for gambling. I'm for honesty, and let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, I'm not a fan of you trying to word me around. There's, to get your way, but to pander to your your base to make yourself like feel you better. Well, There's to no make them think you did their their job, what right. they want, what you they wanted you to do. Here, here's where the horse racing industry went wrong. They're too far down the path now that they have to stick with this historical horse racing thing. So they tricked the legislature, like they went over to the legislature and said, "So what we've done here." is we've got this historical horse racing thing that if you all will sort of green light us, then it'll save the industry and blah, blah, blah. And the legislature said, is that gambling? No, it's not gambling. That's not slot machines. No, this is, this is, this is historical horse racing. You know, remember when Secretariat won? Yeah. Remember what a great race that was? Yeah. Well, we're going to run that race again, but there won't be any horses on the machines or anything, but whoever wins the race, that's what will determine whether it spits out money or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, slot machines are the absolute worst form of gambling in a casino. The house always wins on a slot machine. And guess what? The house always wins in the lottery. So if you're looking, if you're looking, say, well, you know, that's a regressive tax and it's bad for people who are, you know, from poverty backgrounds and they really can't afford and they shouldn't spend their money on, on gambling. Oh, you mean on the lottery and on slot machines? So you're really endorsing the worst two forms of gambling Mm -hmm. that have the worst economic impact to the people who can stand it the least. But where the horse industry overplayed their hand is that if they would have come along today and said, well, we want to do parlor type type of gambling. We want to do sports book because that's kind of like horse racing and like games of things that require some skills, over unders and like there would be more of an appetite for that now that would be less of a regressive tax than lottery and uh, and slot machines. You see what I'm saying? I do. And so, but it's just I'm just, you know, I'm a purist. I'm if here's the framework. Here's here's the algebraic equation, okay? I spend money to potentially get more money back equals gambling, right? Now, however, it's a game of chance. However you dress that up still equals gambling. But what we've done is we play bingo, and I'm not mad at you. I like bingo. We buy lottery tickets. I'm not mad at you. We buy we, raffle tickets to win four-wheelers and guns. We and... raffle things off. It's all a game of chance. So you've got to really stand in the mirror today and say, if I am struggling with this, am I willing to be a purist on the issue at the same time? I guess I'm looking for someone in the legislature to stand up and go, "Hey, let's just let's just remove the malarkey from this. Let's just call it what let's it just, is and say, what do you want to do as a state? What do you want to do? What right. is best? I'm not anti-horse industry. I, that's not what I mean. But they're so powerful, they they lured the legislature into this. We'll call it historical horse racing, mm-hmm. and we'll all be golden. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so, you know, I just struggle with that. Like, let's just call it what it is. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to your personal responsibility. If you aren't for it, then don't participate in it. It's just that easy. It's really very simple. The Kentucky House passed a bill yesterday to change retirement benefits for new teachers hired starting next year. As Republican lawmakers confronted the politically volatile pension issue. Have you read this book? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I started to sing the song, but the first verse was like, what was it you say? The first, first. yeah. Second second verse is the first. GOP lawmakers said the measure would relieve some pressure on the state's troubled public pension plan for teachers, but won't solve its massive unfunded liability. The bill would not affect teachers already enrolled in the retirement system. 
And the bill's lead sponsor, uh, Ed Massey, says it stops additional personnel being added onto that already overburdened load in the legacy system. So uh, that's the practical thing to do. It has to, it has to be done. Why it didn't immediately net as much outcry is interesting to me. You know, we we had you know teachers that went to Frankfurt and they protested and you know and they said we don't like Matt Bevan and hey Andy Bashir come over here and Andy Bashir said I'm gonna get you a raise and did that did that happen? I don't know if it did or not. I don't. I don't. It it didn't happen, did it yet? We're gonna circle back to that. COVID. <laughs> COVID to you. Hey, hey, Andy, I'm a teacher. Where's my raise? COVID to you. Yeah. COVID to you. But are you a little surprised that we haven't immediately heard people? But I also think that that we've not heard a lot about it in the news either. And Governor Bashir has not been nasty about it either. So it's really about how the message is delivered. As we as we yeah. all agreed a long time ago, this got lost in the translation of the PR campaign for Bevan. Yeah. So. That's how you, oftentimes, that's how you deliver yeah. the message. Uh, at K105.com, you can read about a Brownsville man facing fe- theft and fleeing charges after being caught working on a stolen motorcycle in his driveway. You can also read about a Litchfield man busted for his third DUI after assaulting his girlfriend and taking her to the ER, then fleeing. Those are some of the headlines you can find at K105.com. we got to get to a break. When we come back, Sam Gormley will stop by. With a Cooper Sports Report, we got that and a whole lot more coming up here on In the Know. Today is Bubblegum Day. It is Nutella Day. It's Chocolate Fondue Day, and it is Weather Forecasters Day today. Ah. So, a uh, happy day to, uh, I think this morning, our our meteorologist with us is uh, Tawana Andrews this morning. Uh, sometimes it's Brian Good, sometimes it's Justin Logan, Kevin Harnage if you're around in the afternoon, so say good morning to them, but uh, I want to circle back to something on Weather Forecasters. Can I circle back? In a minute. Okay. Nope, that brought it to your attention. We're going to say it all the time. He, he's a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award, two-time Silver Sal nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even sometimes Hodgenville. It's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. That's where Lincoln was born, in case you didn't know. They're pretty proud of it over yeah, there. Yeah, we, we actually, we've never been there. It's yeah. one of the few cities in this area, but we get to go there in, what, go well, may, maybe in two weeks. <laughs> maybe in two weeks. You I, co- can, I can never. You're covering every corner of the globe. You, I, this year we really are, yeah. Uh, so, uh, weather forecast. Before we get into the Cougar Sports Reports, weather forecasters day. And I just, I, I just can't, I will forever, we, we all have our favorite weather caster. Uh, Bill Murray was a weather caster in Groundhog Day, you know, so earlier this week we were talking about that, but so I cannot think of weather forecasters without think of, uh, thinking of the four day sneaky peek. So Jeff Noble was a weather caster down at WBKO in Bowling Green, um, 15, 20 years ago, been a long time, but anyway, he, he just, he would always set up he's, for the extended forecast was your four day sneaky peek, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Just like this, it's it's a four, it's a four day sneaky peek. Yeah. And then when he would sign off, he would sort of do a quick little half hearted like witty salute type uh-huh. of thing, and just kind of like be out there. And so, a few years ago, I was um, going to Keeneland uh, one morning during this like a weekday, and I was going up the Bluegrass Parkway. And I noticed I'm slowly overtaking this car. I'm in the fast lane, and there's this car, and I'm, like, kind of just cruising by it where you spend enough time that you kind of get a good look. And I look over, and it's Jeff Noble. And he looks at me, and I looked at him, and he gave me a salute. With this, like he was like, "Hey, sneaky peek to you." And I was like, "Well, I, I got I got a sneaky peek salute." It's a whole brand. <laughs> I like it. 
I don't know why that that tickles me so, but uh, <laughs> it just feels very scandalous. Like does. I'm not supposed to be looking at the weather forecast, but here I am going to look at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You lucky Lou. <laughs> it does sound seedy. <laughs> You're a lucky Lou. You get out of here, uh, Sam Gormley. Uh, I, I just think um, you, we can we can set out on talking about a sports week, or we can start out with a plan and a schedule. But by the by the end of that week, it looks nothing like we had it drawn up. What uh, has this been from manic to manageable? Where has this week fallen for you? Manageable? Yes. I mean, not not. This has been a better week, I guess. Well, I mean, we had a game <laughs> added on Monday, but at least we had twenty four hours notice, so that was at least <laughs> somewhat, somewhat of a positive. That's good. Hey, at uh, least twenty four hours. Yeah, notice. I mean, because we had the game last week where it was what three hours. Four hours, maybe. Oh, so, before we got, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. but, uh, no, it's not not terrible. I mean, it's it's pretty decent. We had most of the idea on what we were going to be doing. Cougar boys, uh, they're amassing a pretty nice record. Uh, win percentage of 700 through 10 games. Uh, looking looking pretty bad. Uh, looking pretty good, 7-3. and three. Yeah, uh, on Saturday, they defeated Nelson County 55-22. to 22. It was the fewest points they allowed in a game since January 2008. And then on Tuesday... Uh, Keegan Sharp, as as I talked with Coach after the game, said, you know, whatever you fed him before the game, you need to feed him before every single game because he was he scored 39 points, went nine of ten from three, which if you're not a sports fan, that's that's unheard of. It's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's hard to go nine of ten from the free throw line, let alone nine of ten from three. Sure. Career high 39 points, and the Cougars won in overtime against Meade County, 66 to 55. So they're seven and three, and they're playing really good right now. It. Um, it's weird to me when I see, okay, they've got 10 games, um, in the book, 10 games on the record now. And then I look and I say, okay, well, they've only been playing a month. The season started January 4th, but for whatever reason, it feels like the season is already three months old. Yes. Does it feel like that to you all? Yeah. And I mean, we still have a month and a half left (laughs) until district, which is crazy to think there's, I mean, district is March the 15th that week. So it's it still feels like ages away, and there's still a lot of games left. Lady Cougars above 500 at seven and five now on the season. What have they done this week? Yeah, they've won seven of eight, so they're playing really good. On Monday, they defeated Larue County 47 to 37, and they finished the game against Larue on a 27 to one run. Which again, another thing like Keegan is is unheard of. That that's unbelievable. And on Tuesday in the northern side of Bardstown, they defeated Thomas Nelson 55 to 39. Rachel Snyder had 12, had 16 points and 11 rebounds in the win. We weren't at that one, but we followed along. We had some parents sending us updates throughout the night, so it was nice to have. Like I told you uh, the other night about the 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 comeback, the 27 to one run that they went on. You know, I watched in the third quarter and they were behind, and I thought, okay, well, and then like they were down double digits in the third quarter. And I thought, well, this is. You know, this is probably not going to be their night, but then come to find out, boy, they just—it's a kind of a kind of yeah, a marvelous it was, thing. It was Larue's first game in about two weeks, and it kind of showed that they just ran out of gas. So tonight we got Butler County, um, <laughs> and and I use that. It's actually what we did is we got Butler County um, because, uh, well, I'm just going to say they just couldn't work it out to do something sensible. So we've got Cougar girls going to Morgantown to play at six, and the Bear boys are coming to Litchfield to play at six, which is a broadcasting nightmare because it was supposed to be a doubleheader there, here, here. Yeah, no, it was going to be perfect because be we'd a have a great for us. Great connection. We were excited because this is one of our bigger nights of the year on our end because yeah. obviously there's a lot of interest in this game and. We uh, lose it now. Is this the, is this? Tell me, is this the second meeting between the two of them? Between the boys, the boys yes. is the second. The girls meeting. have not met yet, and because of that, that's the reason why the gir- girls' game has to be in Morgantown. Okay, so there. So basically, Butler County's position is because this could this has district standing implications. You've got to come here. Correct. So the so the first district game is the only one that counts towards standing. Okay. And since the boys have already played, this game means absolutely nothing tonight. Did we offer to send the boys down there too? Do you know? Uh, I would presume that we had no interest in that. Okay. All right. So, so uh, we just basically both dug our heels in and said, nuh-uh. Yeah, and, and I mean, so I know that there were some talks about 
them saying, well, let's just say both games don't count tonight. Just keep them both at Grayson County so we can have both games there. And then when we play the girls game in Morgantown later on in the year, that can be the one that counts towards district standings. But apparently that wasn't that wasn't good enough. At some, uh, sometimes it gets down to don't don't bring a logical argument at me. I'm too interested in being defiant or difficult to deal with. And then we were even hoping that, okay, maybe they'll still play one game at 6 and one game at 745 like they typically do to where there could potentially be a way that we could – Figure out to do both. No, Mm-mm. let's play both at the same both, time. Both at the same time. So sounds good to me. Well, no, it sounds terrible. As a yeah, it's fact. horrible. <laughs> uh, next up, after you get past tomorrow, uh, after you get past tonight, what's on tap for tomorrow? Tomorrow, the Cougar boys will play North Bullet at home at two thirty, and the Lady Cougars will host Muhlenberg County at seven o'clock, as it'll be senior night for the Lady Cougars, and they played the Lady Mustangs last Tuesday. And they won 64 to 43. They dominated them. Muhlenberg County's having a little bit of down of a down year, but they're playing a lot better since they lost to the Lady Cougars there. Uh, is UK going to finish the basketball season? So the reason I ask is because that kind of impacts our coverage tomorrow. We've got early game on K105 and late game on the Moose. Is that right? Correct. For tomorrow. Correct. And you got a UK hosting Tennessee game in there, which kind of causes us to have to move things around but as far as you know they are going to finish the they're going to finish the season as of 9 40 <laughs> we're still we're still ready to go why bother i mean they're they're a couple of games away from not well they're not going to make even the nit so well i saw today the question is is will this coming season uk football win more games than the uk basketball team yes. will win this year yes they will they absolutely will <laughs> without a doubt uh I, i'll i'll uh I'll play a historical horse racing uh, game on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, big news for Cougar football this week. A, a trio of young men headed to Campbellsville, I guess headed to Taylor County to further their education and their athletic careers. Yeah, it's always a good night when you can see uh, signing day as you have Zach Bradshaw, Mason Miller, and Caden Woodcock. All They committed earlier in the month, or last month in January, and now they've officially signed to play college football at Campbellsville. And um, you can go to our K105 Digital Productions platforms and watch uh, as their parents. I don't want to say they forced them to do a press conference of sorts <laughs> as they wanted to, to put them through it. But they all did a really good job. And you also hear from, from Coach Jones as he wanted to be sure to, to give his thoughts on the players. And, and a big moment for the program. Where is, um, where is the petition to change the Campbellsville mascot from Tigers to Cougars? It's in the works. Okay, I mean, might as well. You take three. You take three in a single season, and it seems to me to uh, to make the most sense. I'm uh, going to share with you, um, with the both of you, some some football facts. The Super Bowl is Misty. Have you heard Super Bowl is uh, Super Bowl is on Sunday? Were you aware of that? Oh no! Okay, Jason and I have dinner plans with friends on Sunday. <laughs> okay, and there's chicken wings involved. We heard <laughs> it takes 600 cows to make one full season's worth of NFL footballs. 600 cows. 600 cows, give or take. Wow! Though a game lasts three hours, generally the ball is typically in play for only 11 minutes. I can believe that. Around 56% of the TV game airtime is devoted to replays. So a football play takes somewhere like five, six seconds. But then the play clock is 40 seconds, so there's a lot of just downtime. The G on the Green Bay Packers helmet doesn't stand for Green Bay. It stands for greatness. Really? Who knew? I don't, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. Helmets weren't mandatory until 1939. I didn't know that. The shortest NFL player was Soapy Shapiro. He was 5'1 and weighed 119 pounds. He was a blocking back for the Staten Island Stapletons. They were called lovingly the Stapes in 1929. I love old football names. Yeah. During Super Bowl halftime, there are an estimated 90 million toilet flushes. That's the equivalent to 180 million gallons of water flowing at once, or three and a half minutes water of flowing over Niagara Falls. All the water that falls over Niagara Falls in three and a half minutes is how much water is flushed during the halftime. I'm surprised that hasn't sucked the world down the drains. Oh, just wait. Physics in that. That's what happened to Flint, Michigan. <laughs> 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 Killed their water system. <laughs>
<laughs> Sam, thanks for stopping by. Good Thank luck you. with your coverage tonight. And Sam Gorman with the Cougar Sports Report. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on M&O. I mean, it makes sense, right? <laughs> it seemed relatively logical. <laughs> I guess what I'm wondering, though, is did the majority of them just never climb trees and see that there were birds' nests in there and there were eggs in the nests? And the Well, maybe they thought <laughs> that the eggs came out of the branches. Like it, it. Maybe. I will tell you that, I mean, we've learned a lot even just over the last couple hundred years as a society, like as a... As a species of people, uh-huh. over even over the last 200 years, we've learned an amazing amount. So I, it's hard to imagine what it might have been like in the 1100s. Let's think about it. So if you're watching trees, leaves come out, mm-hmm. walnuts are grown on some of them. Sometimes you open the walnut, there's worms inside. <laughs> so it would be a rational logic to think... The the nest came out of the tree. The eggs grew on the tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it's giving birth to all these other things. Why by, not the eggs? By the way, has there been any feedback on my on my board for today? I, I have, every time I look at it, though, I yawn. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep yawning. I can, I can today. do it through the board. <laughs> yes. Like you, it's just it's it's the Listen, suggestion. If you, if you've not thought about mentioned. the sign, though, the it is a it, smart it is a, uh, thought. I mean, you you would be hard-pressed to disagree. If you can't find anything else to be thankful for today, be thankful for the <laughs> message on Mark's board. <laughs> uh, the weekend's Super Bowl halftime show will take place in the stands and will not have special guests. Wait, what? <laughs> the weekend. So because they're limiting That's the crowd like, oh, yeah, to 22,000 right. people, the halftime show is going to be performed in the stands, and apparently it's just him. No. Here's the troubling part of that. They say the show is twice as long as normal at 24 minutes. I don't want to see 24 minutes oh, of no. the weekend. So he's mm. just going to get up. So basically this is going to be one of those, we caught you dancing at the basketball mm. game, and yeah. now we made a video out it's of it. Dancing Man at Rep Arena. That's exactly yeah. right. Yes. Like, no. That's That's exactly no. what this is. Uh, oh, the show man. will be only in the stands and nothing on the field. But it's a really phenomenal, different, and historic uh, set. Another source confirmed the stage and sets will all be in the stands, but added that the weekend could step onto the field during the show. And uh, apparently will be no special guests. They also said that uh, there had been discussion of doing it virtually, or doing something different, doing it virtually. But they said that, that it ruins the entire premise of the halftime show. And I agree. Yeah, absolutely. No, you can't uh, do I don't want to see you do something canned that they just play back in the middle of the yeah, no. of the show. I am looking forward to, we keep talking about the Super Bowl commercials to look forward to. Will Ferrell wants to crush Norway in General Motors Super Bowl 55 commercial. So we're going to get to see Will Ferrell on um, okay. Sunday in a commercial. And do you remember Winona Ryder was in Edward Scissorhands? Mm-hmm. Well, her Edward Scissorhands character is all grown up in a new Super Bowl ad. Okay. And um, I'm trying to figure out. It's oh, it's for Cadillac. Okay. So that's odd. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting. Yeah, she went from being a shoplifter to <laughs> to selling for Cadillac. Okay. Good. I well, guess good, good. Good for you, Juanona. Good, good for her. <laughs> or whatever her name was in the movie. Ryan Seacrest is leaving Ease live from the red carpet. Seacrest announced he will no longer be co-hosting Ease live from the red carpet award show coverage going forward. So the headline should read, Ryan Seacrest down to 49 jobs. I was going to say, he's in everything. I mean... He's decided I, to scale back. Right? Like, he learned to say no? <laughs> what? Decided to, therapy now? Yeah. What's, what's uh, happening? American Idol starts uh, a week from Sunday, by the way. Starts on Valentine's Day. Elton John says homeschooling his two sons has been very hard. <laughs> Is this why we get no music from you? Well, wow. You killed the music band, right? <laughs> Welcome to America, the common folk. It, it must be <laughs> awful. You bad. probably have could have retained a staff of house of, of, of nannies I was and say. instructors and 
If you wanted to. He probably has a chef and a housekeeper. <laughs> I'm sure he has a chef. So you're still not living in he the real world. He says it's not easy. We've been here since May. Our children haven't seen anybody. It's very hard, but they've been amazing. Children need to interact with each other. People need to interact with each other. I agree. Yeah, uh, sure. There's no, there's, yeah, there's no that. arguing that at all. I agree with him wholeheartedly. But I, I really don't think the majority of people want to hear a billionaire whine. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. Just a normal person talk about how hard it is. Yeah, that's right. Don't take the glory away from the regular moms (laughs) and dads from schooling. we got to get to a break. (laughs) We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Note. I was a little girl. Point to ponder for today. Apologies to Tina for having to jump in over her here. Oh, no, I got to ask. Wall of sound. Phil Spector produced this song during his phase of the wall of sound. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. What's the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time? Uh, I think Tina Turner needs to be a halftime show now. <laughs> I, I love that movie. Uh, uh, of all time? Yeah. It's Prince hard. was good, man, with the whole rain thing happening. I thought you were going to say Up With People. Really? Up With People performed at one of the early halftime shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm being facetious. Um I, uh, Michael Jackson's might have been better, but it was during the day. The Super Bowl was played in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it was three hours earlier and they started the game and it was still daylight. And it, mm-hmm. like, that, that doesn't, a Super Bowl halftime show should not be in the daylight. Right. It just, it, it didn't work. Um, but I was with you. I was going to say Prince. Yeah. There was something magical about the open air of Miami, the stage. The stage was fashioned like his uh, symbol. Yeah. And then the pouring rain mm-hmm. during Purple Rain. Yeah. They're ju- they they could Of course, you know, it rains every day in Miami for at least some period of time. I call it the 4 o'clock rain in Florida. Mm-hmm. It might be 345 or it might be 415, but it's going to rain at 4 o'clock somewhere in Florida. So your odds go up, but they couldn't have... There was no guarantee that that was going to be the case. So I, I, I like that one. But I got to tell you, Bruno Mars with the hooligans. I was curious. I mean, they. they yeah, yeah. I, was, I was sitting on that one. I, yeah. I am, you know, of course, we're all big Bruno fans. Um, And so it would be easy for me to say, oh, yeah, that. But I think in a few years when you look back at them, to the level of the choreography that was involved and he brought you know they brought Beyonce or did she bring them I can't remember they went through that stretch where it well, was I'll tell you this about Bruno Mars and his ability the first time I so I saw him in concert first time he was at Yeah Center. you saw him before we did that's right I was not a Bruno Mars fan. I was going because it was an annual trip with my mom and sisters and a few friends that we get together. But I really wasn't interested in seeing Bruno Mars and I honestly went going <sighs> Like Bruno Mars, this is going to be a torturous three hours. Yeah, I, I can so yeah. I and fell that. in love with him because of his ability to entertain. It yeah. wasn't even the music he played, which is typically why you go to a concert. Oh my gosh! So he he did what he did his, and made a fan out of me. His high energy. Yeah, oh my it is. Gosh. We went again. Yeah, high right. Energy. Yeah, we went again, and Jason and I stood in line. <laughs> For ninety minutes and missed well, all the temptations. Yeah, we've, we've heard we were. We, yeah. We've heard the temptations live. <laughs> we heard, we, we we, we've heard them. them live, mm-hmm. but we've not. Jason and I have seen them live. Still trying to fashion a gold suit like that. Yeah, but have not been able to mm-hmm. execute it well keep to wear the, it publicly. Keep up the effort. Yep. Uh, who's going to win the Who's going to win the Super Bowl? So last night, Jason and I were. I was about to go to sleep. He was talking to me, and I said, "Who is it again that's playing?" <laughs> and he just laughed. I said, "It's Miami," and uh, and he said, "It's Tampa and Kansas City." Mm-hmm. 
And I said, okay, good night. <laughs> so don't ask me hard questions like who's going to win. I'm not even for sure who's playing. I can't tell you the menu. Right. That's important. <laughs> That's where I'm at. If I could bring any answers to the table in that uh, form, ask me that. I'll tell you, I, I, I think I think Kansas City is probably going to get the most betting interest, but I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. There's just something there's just something they've been able to do down there this year and his approach to things and the way they've evolved over the season. I I just for what he's been able to accomplish there's it's a cool story. It, be it far be it for yeah. me to say he's not going to be victorious, so I, I would probably be more inclined to bet for him just because of the story. Yeah. This is his tenth. This is probably his last. I, I want to share with you um something about Patrick Mahomes that I've observed. I really like Patrick Mahomes. I really I think okay. he's he's the future of the uh, he's the future of the league. He's biracial, he appeals, he's articulate, he's going to be a dad a um, month after the Super Bowl. He's young, he's already uh, he's already a world champion. Uh he's $500 million contract. He's the quarterback for the Chiefs. Okay, thank you. Very good. And so it's just I see things in Patrick Mahomes that remind me of when Derek Jeter came to the New York Yankees. Okay. There are some leadership abilities and some skills Mm -hmm. and some that I see in him that I think will serve him well going forward. So my point is, if you're a football fan, enjoy the greatest of all time. So you've kind of got Yoda and baby Yoda. Oh, I do love that. That's fun. Tom Brady is Yoda. And I love the baby Yoda. Mahomes is Grogu or baby Yoda because it's more more fun to say. Yeah. So, but you'll probably will never again see the greatest of all time and then somebody, th- this is LeBron and Kobe okay. or MJ and Kobe okay. or this is, okay. that's, this okay, is what this is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand do like, that a little bit better. I like the name Mahomes. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, today's highlight in history, this date. I was going to tell you about television, but television really boring this weekend. Um, NFL (laughs) Honors is on tomorrow evening. What else do you need to know about? Uh, Oh, uh, after the Super Bowl, the new uh, Queen Latifah show, The Equalizer. So it's a reboot of a classic CBS crime show. Oh, okay. But she plays The Equalizer. I like her a lot. Dana. Dana is her name. Yeah. Jason and I both like her. Mm, no, see, I loved her in Chicago, the movie Chicago. Yeah, she get a Tony nom- uh, Oscar. She got an Oscar for nomination sure, for uh, Chicago. In Pr- President Trump was acquitted by the Senate this date in 2020, and it was the next day. Remember that press conference victory lap that he did? He held the nation. He held the nation, the nation's media hostage for about 90 minutes. While he did an around the room, congratulate. He was like calling out everybody. Mitch, I love you, Mitch. <laughs> he held the newspaper up, acquitted, yeah, Trump yeah, acquitted. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, we've come a long way in a year, sort of. In 1811, George, the Prince of Wales, was named Prince Regent due to the mental illness of his father, Britain's King George III. The first edition of Reader's Digest was published in state in 1922. Oh, big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. Right. Uh, 1971, Apollo 14 astronauts Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell stepped on the surface of the moon for the first of their two lunar excursions. Kirk Douglas died at the age of 103, one year ago today. Birthdays, Roger Staubach is 79. Daryl Waltrip is 74. Tim Meadows is 60 today. My favorite Tim Meadows character, as always, is the ladies' man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A bottle of Cavathier. Yes. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Welcome to... Hello, Carla. Go right ahead. You're talking to the ladies' man. My dream is to have a show like that again. Like the love ballads, the the call-ins, the... Jennifer Jason Lee is 59. Laura Linney is 57. Chris Parnell is 54. Bobby Brown is 52. Sarah Evans is 50. Five to the zero. Surgeon Bucket. Gone but not forgotten, Robert Peel in 1788, Adlai Stevenson in 1900, John, uh, John Carradine in 1906, Red Buttons in 1919, and Ruth Fertel was born this date in 1927. You all know Ruth Fertel? Founder of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I was getting ready to say Ruth Candy. 
I am hoping that my attempt at shrimp is as good as Ruth's. Yeah. Okay. No, us too. <laughs> well, We're one, hoping. One of you. <laughs> one of one of us is. One of you. One of us would die. It's imitation it shrimp. It's imitation shrimp. Very good. Worth the death. Chart toppers. 1957, Harry Belafonte, number one, with Banana Boat. Okay. It's going to take too long to get there. Let's go to 1966. Did I mention we're going to 1966? Mm, buckle up. Misty, tell me again where we're going. The 60s. Okay. All right, you missed it by that much. That was though. Red Sovine is number one with... Giddy up, go. The highways that wind and wonder over mountains and valleys. I really wish we had more time to spend on this song. I wish he would get up and go. I guess I drove about all of them. Watered like I had a battle. It never does giddy up and go. A little sign on the back of the truck that read giddy up, go. His hand and told him I had something I wanted him to see. It's not a song. It's being a, it's a storybook set to music. They drive me crazy. That makes me mad. You know, they sometimes call them story songs. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. it's a story song. All right. <laughs> I would have rather read the book. Boogie on Reggae Woman, Stevie Wonder in 75. Coolin' the Gang, Joanna in 84. A Whole New World, People Bryce and Regina Bell in 93. Good Morning Beautiful, Steve Holy in 02. Grenade, Bruno Mars in 11. Grenade was number one 10 years ago today. And 10,000 Hours, Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber, number one a year ago today. Boogie on Reggae Woman. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I hope your team wins so long as it's the team that I want to win. So. Yeah, well, I'm cheering for both of them now, so it looks, looks I, good for me. I did looks think it's, it's funny, Stephen Colbert, he's got a promo running this weekend that he expects both teams to win because unity and all. Absolutely. He's, he's demanding that both teams be victorious because we've got to be unified. Very good. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The game of life is a lot like football. You have to tackle your problems, block your fears, and score your points when you get the opportunity. Hmm. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for B, I'm MB, and 